Good day, ladies and gentlemen. See what I did there? <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to episode 32 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevenson. Guys, we got a full house tonight. I don't know how this happened, but it's awesome. With me this week, as usual for the past few episodes, is Aaron Hickman. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, pretty good. How you doing, buddy? Good. Also, we have back... Rob Luther. What's up, Rob? Well, hello, gentlemen. How's it going? Gentleman. Oh, gentleman. I'm sorry. Gem- That's what I say. <laughs> See what we did, we did there? that the whole episode? <laughs> Probably not. And also, back from Blast from the Past, he was here last for the NBA Jam episode. He was with us with, what, Crewball and Sonic Spinball. We got our buddy Joshua Witt. What's up, Josh? Hey, and we're back! <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? Dude, what took you so think, long? Well, I think Josh know... is like the, he's like the little sister in uh, Family Matters who goes upstairs and never comes back. <laughs> Uh, I was, and now I was, he's uh, back. I was hoping, um, you know, uh, Uncle Jesse with the mane and tail, you know, maintain the mullet. So, oh yeah, yeah, you know. the Mississippi mud flap. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, we got a full house tonight. This is awesome. Um, again, this is Genesis Gems Podcast. If you want to connect with us, we have our awesome website, GenesisGemsPodcast dot com. Uh, want to talk about a few things there, um, listeners, listeners, guys, in the show, host. We have T-shirts for sale, and we've only sold one. I'm a little disappointed about that. George George Vosper did. Well, I bought one. So I was I gonna say, was it you? No, we <laughs> sold two. I bought one, and George Vosper has one. Wait, you're in the band. Yeah. You're not supposed to own your own T-shirt. Well, you know how that goes. Yeah. I had to, I had to model it with my oh, yeah. plus size self. But uh, yeah, go go to their website, click the store, buy a T-shirt. Um, Nick DeMarco's store is also there. Uh, Nick D's Video Game Vault. And uh, also new to the website, uh, Nick DeMarco has, good grief, I think it's like eight articles now. Some really awesome stuff. He's done Contra, Hard Corpse, Earthworm Gym, the list goes on and on. So go to our website, check all that stuff out. Uh, if you really want to interact with us, um, one of the best places to go is the Facebook group. Go to facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gyms. Our main Facebook site is facebook.com slash Genesis Gyms Podcast. Send us an email at genesisgymspodcast gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gymgyms. Check us out on iTunes, and we are on Stitcher. If you really want to make it easy, go to our website. All of those little buttons are at the bottom of the website. Click any of them that you your heart desires, and <laughs> we are there. So, yeah, that was a long... I think I'm just going to say go to the website from now on. That kind of becomes a tongue... Little, I get a little tongue-tied in that segment, but... Yeah. No, no, you nailed it. I was about to say, you it. snailed it. Snailed it. But uh, <laughs> w- one other little piece of uh, just kind of news, what we're going to try to do. If you guys have been following the feed at all or our Facebook page, uh, I did post a video, like what I called a sneak peek. Uh, we're going to kind of do that in between games uh, that we cover now, just to kind of give a little more content out there. It seemed to be, it seemed to go okay. No one really said it was stupid, so we're going. We're going to talk about the video you posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it when uh, you shot the guy, and you're like, "Whoa, is that his head or something that blew off?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> it was pretty I, good. And I, I got real in the moment, and I said, "I said, oh man," but it came out like a. Like I cursed. Oh, so. whatever. I heard it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But we're going to be doing that from now on, whatever the next game is. Um, I'll post a video. One of the other guys will post a video. We'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But um, next piece of this, I'm going to give some shout-outs here. we got some listener business. Uh, first shout-out goes to uh, a guy named the name of Craig Holland. Now, Craig sent us a message on our Facebook page. Uh, real, real nice message, but um, he is actually a really, really good artist. He uh, posted a really cool pic of uh, Echo the Dolphin slash Jet Set Radio character he designed, which is really cool. Um, he's done some things the Ninja Turtles. He's got a very—I don't know if you've seen that, Rob—but he did some really like uh, Jim Lawson inspired stuff on his really? website. No. Yeah, a lot of a, lo- a lot of real cool black and white. I don't know if that's what he was going for, but that's what I saw. So, uh, if anyone wants to check out his artwork, go to uh, CraigHollandIllustration.com. I'll put that link on the show notes as well. But um. Yeah, go check it out, Rob. I think you would like that since you're such a Lawson fan. Oh, big time. That's awesome. Yeah. 
And um, just a few more pieces of listeners' business. We've had three iTunes reviews since uh, the last show. I'm not going to read all these, but I just want to say uh, thank you to Cleva the Great. Uh, he gave us five stars, he or she. Uh, Coach Grizz, who, that's actually Cody Greyhouse, I know him, gave us five stars. And then um, I'm assuming this is Craig Holland because it says Dart also gave us five stars. So big big shout out to you guys for that. We yeah, thank, that. thank you very much. Making us look good. Yeah, we like those five stars. <laughs> I'm All waiting. Right, yeah. Like, I wonder how long the streak will be, you know, before we get the first bad one. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, I think we're up to 34 now. 34? Yeah. Well, when do you think you'll be done editing this episode? Uh, yeah thanks (laughs) nah just teasing but uh guys anyways with that we will go to the next section of the podcast and this is called sega snippets tap one two now it's time for sega snippets um and and josh i'm sure you've been hearing some of the more recent episodes. This is kind of what Sega. We're doing. There you go. Got the, <laughs> got the cool uh, comic zone thing there. Oh, but yeah. um, I'm not going to start because I've been talking way too much already. So, uh, so Rob, you been into anything Sega lately? Oh man, uh, I have, as a matter of fact, and uh, I've been playing a little bit of NHL '94, right, Josh? Well, I don't know if you'd say playing. <laughs> oh, uh, get no, don't you start. L- don't. Let's just say um, I listened to the NHL '94 podcast on my way down to to visit Rob. <laughs> And uh, I, it was a great episode, guys. By the way, oh, and fans, you. if you've not listened to it, you got to listen to it. It's great for the the Flyers jokes. Alone. Oh, come on! Which, by the way, um, I came up with one. You know, oh. after I'd beaten Rob so bad. Oh, here we go. I said, you know, Rob, the Flyers lost so badly. I heard that they had to move their practice facility to an old shoe store so they could get used to the smell of defeat. Oh, come on! Get out of here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you good. what. He got lucky a few times. Uh, Josh was kind enough to uh, come over about a week ago, and we had such a good time. He he brought over the projector screen. He brought over a Vectrex. I mean, um, we played lots of Sega Genesis, lots of, um, uh, gosh, NHL 94. We played Battletoads and Double Dragon, <laughs> and <laughs> that was another debacle. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, gosh. And then, uh, um, so, you know, I, I definitely was playing some um, uh, some Sega in the last week or so, and then I actually started up uh, Shining Force again, and that seems to be kind of a tradition with me. I don't know where it started, Nick. I, I want to say it was early, early 90s, I guess, uh, when I first got the game. Um, I just I remember beating it around Thanksgiving time, and every year, close to every year, I've just kind of continued, you know, right around fall, it just reminds me of Shining Force season. So I got I to gotta play it again and beat it again. Yeah, so I've just started that again uh, uh, this, actually about two days ago. Uh, but I kind of, I switched over to my iPad. Usually I do it on my Sega Genesis. So um, I think uh, the game was like two bucks on my iPad. So I did actually play it on there. So, you know, because I've noticed a lot, the wife, she kind of likes me in the same room sometimes, you know, uh, when she's watching movies and I'll be like, you know. I'll just kind of be beside her and just play a little bit uh, on my iPad. You know, she just wants me in the same room. Uh, but uh, she must be a saint. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna cross the bear. I'll tell you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, other than that, um, yeah, that that's been uh, that's been about it. But uh, I do want to say, and I don't mean to uh, kind of hog this too long, but uh, I just want to say, you know, to to you guys, uh, you know. You three punks <laughs> that, that I, I really, really appreciate um, all the support. Uh, and then, you know, everybody from the Retro Junkies Network, it was a very, very challenging um, summer. But, you know, everybody has just been so supportive, um, you know, of my – I lost my father this summer. It was it was very, very tough. But you guys have just come th- – 
through. You guys have just been such a blessing to me. Um, really, really appreciate all the support. I mean, I had Aaron reach out to me. Um, of course, Josh came down. Uh, and Nick, you know, I had a feeling you had something to do with the flowers, man. But uh, <laughs> I just really, really appreciate it, guys. You don't know how much that meant to me. So you guys are all right. You're not hosters after all. <laughs> yeah, and the, I know the listeners were concerned. We really didn't go into the great detail, but you had a lot of support from the Genesis Gems community as well. So That's so awesome. You know, people I've never even met. That is so special. Big thanks to those guys, too, who, who follow us and, you know, actually – yeah, it's it's neat to see how people care about us as as people, not just free entertainment on the internet. So <laughs> definitely, so cool. definitely, cool. So uh, Aaron, Sega, hey. yeah, <laughs> Sega. No, <laughs> yeah. So I I guess um, for me, uh, man, I got a Sega CD. Did I tell Ooh. you about that. Yeah. So yeah. I got a model model two Sega CD uh, that I got from Ross Beck, uh, who's in our community. I've gotten some stuff from him before. Yeah, Ross uh, is the man. He's he's made yeah. me custom he's cases. Me up. Yeah, good guy. Uh, Model Two Genesis, uh, which you know isn't quite as good as the the Model One high definition graphics, uh, but uh, it's it's still all right. But uh, the main thing I was happy about was I uh, gave me some games, but I also got uh, Ground Zero Texas. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever played that game. <laughs> Just some like really cheesy great fmv games on the sega cd uh and also like flashback which is a classic um i don't quite like it as much as the genesis version uh which i went i think i went to in, on, on retro obscura uh just because of the the cinematics um they don't have that same rotoscope effect it's all like pre-rendered cg stuff but um that game is pretty cool uh also been playing a bit of lunar uh, and I got WWF Rage in the Cage, which yeah. is if you've ever played Royal Rumble or you ever played Raw, it's it's kind of in it's better than I would say uh, Super WrestleMania, but I'd, I'd say it's probably somewhere in between uh, Royal Rumble and Raw. But it's it's got a ton of wrestlers, which is what makes it so amazing. I think it's got like twenty, at least twenty wrestlers in the game, which is more than any. Uh, WWF game at that time that I can think of. Wow. Yeah, and, and I remember walking into the rental store as a kid and just being so jealous of that game because I didn't have a Sega CD. I just oh, I thought, oh gosh, look at all those guys. I need this game. Yeah, you got these cool little FMV sequences. You you got uh, their actual theme songs, and uh, I, I think my favorite person to play as, uh, well, like Shawn Michaels, because I'm in San Antonio, Texas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's obvious. Just but also uh, Undertaker, <laughs> Bret Hart. What'd you say? I was, I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not your boy toy. But I think my other favorite, who hasn't been in enough wrestling games is uh irs i love that guy oh yeah ir oh, scheister yeah yeah erwin yeah. scheister yeah he's yeah. great what was like this whole his like whole a... stick was he was a irs guy so like he'd uh he's big beefy dude but then like he wore those suspenders and he had a briefcase <laughs> and yeah. everyone hates him you got to. <laughs> the irs guy is a scheister <laughs> yeah wasn't his intro music just like a typewriter or something <laughs> Nice yeah, Stacy and I played a wrestling game, and she played as IRS, but I don't remember which one it was. I don't know if it was Royal Rumble or Raw. I think on Raw. one of the NES Maybe games. Raw? I think, I think on the NES he was in... Steel Cage. Yeah, Steel Cage Challenge, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, we didn't talk about this, but I think that was the only WWF game to feature Roddy Piper, uh, who passed away recently. But, yeah, man, I, what's sad is you look at the cover of Rage in the Cage and you realize how many of these wrestlers who have, have actually passed on now. Mm. Um, but it's really cool to get to play as them in the game. Uh, so I guess besides that, uh, I just wanted to mention two little things. First, I picked up uh, my local retro game store. I picked up a Hyperkin controller, which was my first mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as Josh could probably tell you. Yeah, your first um, mistake was picking it up. Your second mistake was buying it. <laughs> yes. And then listening to the guy at the counter like, no, I promise it's good. And, uh, you know, it looks it looks great. It's, it's a six-button Sega Genesis controller you can hook right into your computer. It's got a USB end on it. And, you know, I plugged it in. Um, I, I fired up a game. Uh, I fired up Zero Tolerance, in fact, because I, my game hadn't arrived yet in the mail. Fire it up. And the buttons are fine. But then the D-pad, you have to really push it in for it to work, which is ridiculous. Like, it should be instant response, you know? Like the like the real deal. Like so, it looks like the real deal. It almost feels like the real deal, but that that D pad is just it doesn't cut it. Um, so I kind of I'm gonna take a pass on that. I might give it away or do something like that. I'm not sure yet. But I wish that on anybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and unless there was some way I could fix that D pad, um, I've yeah I've got a collection of uh, these USB controllers now because I think I've got one for the NES. That's that uh, someone gave me, and it, it's the same problem where it's like the buttons are kind of mushy, and it's it's these third-party knockoff controllers. So if you're going to go that route and you're going to try and play anything on your PC, um, I actually picked up something called a Mayflash adapter on Amazon for twenty bucks, and what it does is it has two nine-pin. Uh, you know, DB9 connectors for your Sega Genesis controllers. And it works with all six-button controllers, three-button, whatnot. And uh, I, I plugged in my arcade stick I had, and it worked. It just worked perfectly. So huh. I was able to use that not just on Genesis but other stuff. So, you know, now I can play Super Nintendo games with a Genesis controller like they were meant to be played. <laughs> 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 right? But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's about it. Uh, you know, as far as Sega goes, I did want to mention real quick, though, uh, thank you, Nick, for sending me uh, a Game Boy Advance. Oh. Uh, that was awesome of you. Hey, uh, no and I'm actually going to give it to my son for his birthday, but I, I actually um, found some Sonic decals on Amazon. Yeah. So I've already put these uh, <laughs> the these Sonic vinyl decal on the uh, the GBA, so he's going to be super excited when he gets that. Yeah. You get him a whole bunch of uh, Sonic games. Well, I, I, that, that's a cool story, because a guy, guy I work with, um, I made, he brought me a cassette tape and asked me if I could convert it to CD for him. I said, sure. So I did that for him, and then he brought me a whole box of old video game stuff, and uh, he, that Game Boy Advance was in there, and it's the exact same one I got. So uh, Aaron was mentioning, he said, uh, do you have a Game Boy Advance charger? I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I just kind of sent him the, <laughs> the whole thing. So it's a good stuff. Sweet. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I guess I, I better pass it over to uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I played NHL 94 and um, with Rob, and the Flyers lost miserably. <laughs> Only um, a couple times. <laughs> oh, oh, to be fair, though, is, uh, you know, I'm not really all that into sports games, and... Uh, 
you know, to me, any hockey game is whatever. You know, it's just another hockey game. I pass oh. it up. But uh, but actually, I was really, really impressed with NHL 94. We had a lot of fun with that game. So mm-hmm. uh, if you guys aren't <laughs> like me and you're not really super into sports games, check it out. That one is definitely legit. Really, really fun. Uh, other than that, I picked up, well, I picked up a lot of Sega stuff, but uh, uh, I'll try not to ramble on and on. But uh, I got a couple of Sega Model 1 uh, high-definition graphic systems. Uh, one of them, uh, Nick, you can talk about. I think I picked up poss- two other ones. Uh, I got one while I was visiting Cleveland a couple weeks ago. It was $15 for the system, uh, and it's a high-definition um, graphics, and it's also non-TMSS. So um, I was kind of pumped about that because I didn't have one of those yet. And that's the trademark security system. I think Aaron talked about that. Um, but basically, it boots straight into the game. You don't have to wait for that license by Sega Enterprises. So that was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that's the one I've got. And actually, that it's funny. That system paid 15 bucks for it. And then on the bottom, there was this metal plate. And I wasn't sure what it was. And I think it's actually the plate to hook it up to a Model 1 Sega, Gen- or Sega yeah, CD. Yeah, Sega CD. Yeah, because I used to have the same same deal. Okay, like yeah. Metal shielding type deal i remember having it because for the longest time i only had a model one sega cd and you needed that okay yeah so um i got that with it which was cool um, i actually took it off because i was curious what it was and found out the system was actually one of those rental systems like remember back in the day you could actually rent the whole system and then come with the case like a mm-hmm. blockbuster or whatever yeah so i'm guessing this was set up so that you could rent it or, and or rent the sega cd so that was just kind of cool I, I was thinking about you know how many people could have played on this system you know and then I picked up um, a Sega Saturn and a Sega CD. The Sega CD I got for twenty bucks. Um, nice. I don't remember how oh, much nice. I paid for the Saturn. Yeah. And then I got the other Sega Model One was a combination Sega Model One and Sega Thirty Two X. Both of them together, all the cords for forty bucks. So I couldn't pass up on that because I didn't have a Thirty Two X yet. So. Um, and I've heard the video is even better. There's uh, no rainbow banding if you run your. Sega Genesis games through a 32X? Have you tried yeah, that yet? I, I have heard that. Um, right now with my Sega Model 1, I have um, I have, I have a SCART cable, so I'm running an RGB, so it looks fantastic. So I don't have a SCART cable for the 32X yet. So once I try that, I can do a side-by-side comparison and see. But uh, I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, <clears throat> in addition to that, I just picked up a, a bunch of different Sega games. Uh, I've got a whole lot of... Um, boxed Sega Master System games. I know Shinobi was in there, which I was kind of excited about, OutRun, and I think Thunder Force. Um, So it was pretty cool. And then um, I got, when I was hanging out with Rob, I picked up uh, Prince of Persia for, I think, five bucks. Was it the Sega Genesis version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just picked that up, too. That's awesome. Yeah. We were were at a retro store, and I could see Prince, and then the rest of the label was kind of messed up. And I was like, ah, I was like, can I see that? I think it's Prince Persia, and it was. And I think there was there was like a garage sale price sticker on it for I forget like seven dollars or something like that. And they're like, oh, we only have five. And I was like, sold. <laughs> so <laughs> um, then I picked up an extra copy of um, Starflight, uh, a couple other Sega games. Uh, I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. And then of course I picked up uh, Zero Tolerance for two ninety nine. Nice. Yeah. With all those Sega Genesis you have, you could probably do that two-player link-up if you wanted to. You know, I'm thinking about doing it just to see what it's like, because I'm really curious. But, um... <laughs> I, you know, I read in the manual, and I know we're, I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse, but uh, <laughs> I, I read in the manual that, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much co-op play, 
And That's it's so the awesome. Only Sega Genesis game with local co-op like that, which is really cool. Wow. Because I think the only other game I could think of that did that around that time period was Doom if you played it on the PlayStation. You could say do the same thing where you, you had like a special cable that you could link up with two PlayStations and have two different TVs and then play uh head to head. I think on Zero Tolerance it's only co op, but there's friendly fire. So you really could turn it into a, <laughs> a kind of a deathmatch scenario if you really wanted to. Now could you train any Pokemon? <laughs> oh, you know what? If you can I do that, think, I'm sold. I think they planned that for Beyond Zero Tolerance, but it, you know, they kind of had to cut that feature at the last minute. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll I'll stop there because I don't want to keep rambling on. But yeah, so tons of Sega stuff. Uh, I I have to mod the other Sega Model Ones. Uh, I'm planning to do some uh, audio modding on those. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, what about you, Nick? Uh, have you been up? What have you been up to, uh, Sega? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll keep mine short and sweet. You, Josh, mentioned he uh, gave me a heck of a deal on a uh, Model 1. I think he heard my uh, sad story that I only have a Model 2 on one of the previous podcasts. So, I think yeah. uh, Revenge of Shinobi, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, um, gave me a heck of a deal on it. He had already modded the audio, which sounds amazing, by the way. And uh, one of the cool things was I, I complained... Uh, gosh, on the Earthworm Jim episode that, like, Level 2, what the heck? There's a lot of that weird, like, rainbow weird shining on the bottom of the screen when it was real red and I, I popped uh, Earthworm Jim in again the other day and played it and it was just crystal clear like the the model one just looks I don't want to say 10 times it just looks really good so um, I was, I've been enjoying that love the headphone port that's been great and uh, funny thing happened I had just posted a uh, photo of that little um, plug and play Genesis thing that my kids have been playing uh, they actually broke that <laughs> so I was able to take my uh, model 2 upstairs to the little uh, family room we have and that's been a big hit in there so uh, I'm, I got two Genesis hooked up in my house at the same time which is kind of cool so they, the ki- kids have been loving that I, I took like uh, Aladdin and Lion King those kind of games up there for them to play you know the hardest Genesis games that are actually kids games <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, they've been loving that but yeah that's, that's kind of what I've been up to just a lot of uh, shuffling around in my systems and really enjoying the model 1 so Big thanks for that, Josh. No problem. All right. Oh, and now, big shout-out to um, Nick DeMarco, because he sent me a copy of Royal Rumble for Genesis. So, uh, yeah, I I forgot to mention that in uh, my pickups. But, yeah, big shout-out to the old Atari man. Big Sega fan that he is, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He loves the Genesis. Uh He loves it, man. You know, he's almost too big of a fan to come on the show. That's why he hasn't been on here yet. Right, right. He would just show us up. But, anyways. He's very humble that way. (laughs) He's humble. He's humble. Uh, Rob, right. did you get your Model 2? Oh, yes, I did. Uh, yesterday, as a right. matter of fact, man. I really All appreciate right. it. I'll be sending you my busted one uh, here in a minute. Or here, probably tomorrow. I'll, I'll uh, try to send it out. Not in a minute. <laughs> I was able to uh, find out how to fix the power ports on the Model 2s. It's very, very easy. Oh. And Rob Rob had a problem with his. So he sent me, uh, I'm having him send me his broken one, and I sent him a replacement one that, that I fixed with the same problem. So. Uh, if you guys are handy with a soldering iron, it's very, very easy to fix the Model 2 power port problem. Oh. You know, I had that problem on my Sega CD Model 1, and I had to wiggle the cord just right for the Sega CD to turn on, and it was just <laughs> such a pain. And little did I know, you know, it's just a simple solder job. Yeah. Hey, on-the-spot idea, you guys should, like, video yourselves doing that, put it on the feed. That'd be cool. Oh, that would be cool. Show us how to do it. Yeah. I will, yeah. Next, next time did. I fix one, I'll do it. Yeah. We got Genesis Gems Geniuses. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's good. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> All right, guys. This is going to be a long one here. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Aaron, game on. 
Game on. Hey, Rob, game on. Game on! Hey, uh, Josh, game on. Yeah, game on! <laughs> game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! <laughs> I guess. Zero tolerance. Sega Genesis. Uh, first of all, I have no memories of this game, so if any of you guys want to take it over, I don't even remember seeing this game on the rental shelf. So Don't remember this one at all. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I do. Oh. Yeah, no, you go uh, ahead first. Okay, uh, yeah, I just remember seeing it on the shelf and thinking it looked really cool. And in my mind, uh, it was Alien meets his, meets uh, Terminator. I don't know. It just looked like over-the-top violent, which was, of <laughs> course, really attractive yeah. when you're like, you know, nine or ten years old. And uh, it just looked so cool. And my brothers and I were like, oh, yeah, we got to check this out. This one looks sweet. So, um, so we rented it, and we just remember – I just remember it being – over the top gory, so it was like kind of like one of those taboo games, but it was uh, it was really cool because we were you know, mom didn't really know how bad it was, but it was it was so really cool. So we played it anyway, yeah, uh, I remember having a lot of fun with it though. I think we rented it a couple times. Um, yeah, that's it for me. What about you, uh, Aaron? Yeah, for me, uh, you know, I uh, had older siblings and especially my older brothers who right along with me were playing Genesis games and Sega CD and whatnot. And so this was about, what, 1994? Yeah. Um, I think the only other first-person shooter I'd played up to this point, because we didn't have Doom. I don't think Doom hadn't come out on 32X yet. Uh, so the first, very first first-person shooter I'd ever played was Wolfenstein 3D on the Super Nintendo. And if you remember playing the port of that game, uh-huh. like the dogs <laughs> the the dogs were rats and there was no blood and yeah. any, yeah. you know, iconography, you know, related to, you know, you know who, the the, the evil Germans <laughs> during World War II. Uh, was removed. No Hitler, you know, no Mecha Hitler, nothing. Um, and so, you know, that was kind of like, I, I liked it, but, um, you know, it definitely wasn't Doom. Uh, but when I played Zero Tolerance, I think we had rented it one time, and it, it kind of did feel like a step up from that. You had, I mean, this was Sega, right? So you had, like, blood everywhere, and blood just splattering on the walls, on the floor, um, and just, like, the visceral feeling of playing this game i just remember kind of shook me <laughs> as a kid oh yeah like you know and like because you you'd shoot a guy and you'd see, like see him fly back like 15 feet and he was just insane it was just like whoa like man these guns are powerful um and just like the the explosions uh you know just really good in this game the the sound effects when you shoot your guns especially that that shotgun oh yeah uh so i would say it, this was the game. This was like one of my favorite games right before Doom came out on, on 32X, which kind of stepped it up a little bit because uh, with, with this game, even when I was a kid, I could kind of tell it's a, you know, it's a little bit simpler gameplay-wise than Doom was because you know at least in Doom you had to collect some keys and uh, I think the, the speed of the game was a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I, I still remember enjoying the, the game as a kid, but not being able to get very far because it's a hard game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I remember the cartridge being, you know, the accolade cartridge, you know, yeah. just feeling like, I think that might've been the first unlicensed, one of the first unlicensed games and just like, oh man, this game is something else. You know, I oh. thought like it was like amped up or something because I had like a different cartridge, you know? Well, there's something funny about that because this isn't actually a licensed game if you look at the the box but you notice the box is kind of different um so 
Accolade used to publish games under the Ballistic label, and the, their their cartridges back then looked looked the same. And so they were unlicensed games, games like uh, Double Dragon, uh, I think Star Control, uh, like a Winter Games type game. And um, so they would work on that non-TMSS Sega Genesis. But as soon as Sega introduced that, kind of their lockout technology, uh, and well, you know, Accolade, Accolade was kind of pushed out. I think there was even like a court case, which Sega actually lost. So Accolade was able to um, put out games with their own cartridge format officially. And uh, and actually get Sega's blessing and become an actual uh, publisher with Sega's blessing. So pretty crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it's if it, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the the box art to this game, but you, if you notice like the the way they've got it, it, the like the Genesis and the striped red on the side. It looks different from just about every other Sega Genesis game with that label design. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's almost like smaller, like Genesis. Yeah, like they wanted thicker. to be different, so they yeah. they kind of made <laughs> the uh, the box art, which it, admittedly is very cool. I think it's awesome, you know, just like this uh, guy in silhouette with a giant. Um, I guess that's a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, it, like, it looks is, like an adult game. It's like, oh man. Yeah, like this. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's MA13. You know, there there weren't many MA17 (laughs) games in the Sega Genesis, so it's uh, you know, mature. It's 13 plus. Mm -hmm. So, don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. (laughs) Yeah. Before we jump right into all this, I kind of want to read the back of the box because I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, So, of course, with all the pictures are there, but it says uh, adrenaline pumping, heart pounding, explosive, nonstop action, kill or be killed. If this 3D game doesn't get your adrenaline pumping, nothing will. Zero Tolerance has you killing alien terrorists who want to annihilate your defense colony. But don't worry, you have an arsenal of weapons to hunt them down through a maze of passageways, hidden doors, and gunfire. Zero Tolerance is heart-pounding non-stop action as you take out the bad guys with grenades, shotguns, bazookas, and laser guns. And it's all in 3D, 360 degrees perspective. Zero Tolerance, you don't just play it, you survive it. Oh man, now that's a that's a description yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. Pacemaker's whole the game right there. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the word kill like at least six times. Yeah. And heart Not, pounding. They should have like a, a warning for those with cardiac conditions. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so this game is a first person shooter, like we mentioned. It was published by Accolade and developed by Technopop, which I thought was funny because it reminded me so much of Technopop. Oh, I thought so, that's what you said, I'm sorry. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we oh. covered. We covered that. Gosh, what episode three or four? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, a while ago. Yeah, um, it was released '94. Uh, the composer, who I could not find anything else on, uh, did the music and the sound effects was a uh, Deso Molnar. No clue. And uh, the average price for this. Um, now I paid a lot less for this, and so did Josh. It sounds like a uh, complete in box. It's given an average price of twenty-one dollars. I think I spent like eight bucks for the whole thing, and. uh they're showing the average cart price for nine dollars. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do any of you all know the story real well? Uh, what is it? It's it's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're like a task force, five different people, kind of like a a squad of people sent into. Um, at least at the beginning, you know, there's some space station under attack, right? Uh, Europe one. Yeah. You must take over Europe one. <laughs> yeah. Not Europe two. 
Yeah, and, so, and there's like a briefing. There's like a there's a little more backstory if you read the manual, just a tiny bit though. Uh, and it's basically like, like uh, oh god, so oh no, like there's like this thing where it's talking about how there's an alarm at like four in the morning and it wakes you up and you have to go to the briefing room, kind of like a Desert Strike or you know something like that. And uh, you're all pumped up and ready, and you know these calls. They always come in the middle of the night, and, and this one's a really gruesome one. And so um, it's so funny, like these early first-person shooters, it's pretty much the mission is to kill everything in sight, you know? <laughs> like there's no like, oh, well, we need to, you know, grab this item or rescue this person. They've been taken hostage. No, it's like there are 60 bad guys on the level. You need to kill every single one. <laughs> Each and every last yeah. one of them. Every last one of them because it, it, the game even has a counter. and it, Like, you can <laughs> kind of progress, I think, but it won't give you a password until you kill yeah, every yeah, exactly. last mother in the room. <laughs> and I think there was, like, something about there's a nuclear reactor that's going to melt down, so you have to go on board and kill everybody so that you can stop this nuclear reactor from melting down, which, yeah. I don't know. You could just let it melt down and kill everybody anyway, but whatever. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it said they're alien terrorists. Now, when you kill the kind of human-looking guys, I can't really... They didn't really look like... Yeah, aliens. the guys with the, the brown or black hair. Yeah, yeah and a and couple of them towards the uh, greenhouse level kind of remind me of, like, a Bobo from Double Dragon with, like, the... Yeah, well, it's yeah. like those those freaky freaky alien creatures that kind of look like face huggers from Half-Life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when they're on the ceiling. I'm like, I can't, yeah. aim, I can't aim up. Oh, the oh, wait, spider monkeys, yeah. <laughs> I think it auto aims for you though. Like, yeah, it does. But it's, it does. it's annoying. Yeah. Like you have to kind of duck down sometimes, or just back up. If you back up enough, you can blast them away. Yeah. So I I probably didn't make it past. I think there's 40 levels, and I probably didn't make it past maybe the 20th. But I'm pretty sure the whole game is you're on this level, kill everything in the level, and go to the next level. That's no bosses. Uh, didn't really have any other kind of missions that I, I know read of. Something about there being a boss, but I I didn't get that far. Yeah, to I didn't find either. One. So, but you know, all along the way, you kind of get new weapons. Um, and I think depending on who you pick, I only picked one person. Which in the video, I got to apologize. I said I'm gonna pick this guy right here, and I kept saying this guy, this guy. I actually picked a female. <laughs> oh, I made the same mistake. I, I thought, you know, the picture, you know, I don't know. I think it's the haircut. I thought it was yeah. a guy. Well, and and the skill is. Oh, is, 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 is well, a I'm sorry. Are we in? And the and, and the skill is a as a marksman. I think that's a little sexist nowadays. Be right, a marks, right. Mar, marks woman. Or Mark's lady. <laughs> Mark's lady. Mark's chick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark's babe. CML fans of our podcast. <laughs> Mark's babe. Mark's yeah. But I, th I think with each character, you have a, probably a different loadout, different... Uh, it said something about different abilities, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, the, the descriptions yeah, kind of made it sound like they had different yeah, abilities to yeah. them. Yeah, some of them do. Like Psycho... Uh, I love that name, Psycho. And he looks pretty <laughs> demonic. So Psycho actually starts out with, uh, I think mines and uh grenades okay so he's kind of the demolitions guy i know one of them you get a bulletproof vest and another guy is uh he has a medic pack and i don't know for certain but i suspect that when you pick up meta packs i think you get more health because when i was him i'd get like 40 health if i picked up a medic yeah pack. i think you just get more health if, if you're that guy i know the rest of them it yeah it just depends on who you are like i guess what your health will regenerate regenerate more uh, yeah, yeah. I think you, you get are. More, yeah, well, you get more out of the health minute packs that you pick up. And I think he starts with one as an item. I could have sworn I had one, and then it disappeared. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if it went away when I changed levels or what. But yeah, 
Does does anybody start with the bioscanner? Because that would be the person. That yes. Okay. Because that... yeah, there is one person that starts with the bioscanner. Because that was like, uh, that was a godsend when I got that. I'm like, whoa! You can see everybody. I just because man, when when there was one enemy left on a level, you're like, oh, <laughs> I mean, that that would have must taken. Oh 30, yeah. Thirty minutes to get fine. That was crazy. Yeah, and then there's one guy who has like these. He's got these uh, world-class martial arts abilities, and uh, you know he knows like twenty different you know martial arts. And then you get in the Rex game, Quando. and he's literally like, <laughs> Rex Quando, yeah. And he's like, he, he literally like punches, and then he might throw out a kick. You're like, really? Is this just like Rock'em Sock'em? What's going on? But you know, I tried playing as that guy, just going full berserk, like Doom style, when you're hand to hand. But um, the problem is, the enemies shoot bullets. And those bullets hurt you. And you know what? You don't move fast enough in this game. He's not quite as speedy. And you're turning. um, You don't turn quite so fast in this game. So unless you're doing a lot of strafing, um, which I only knew you could strafe in this game by reading the manual. I had no idea. Um, But, yeah, you're not going to be fast enough to run up to a guy knock him out it's great when you knock someone out and like punch him and like they explode into a bunch of guts but there's gonna be like 10 more guys behind yeah. him just running up to shoot you so they were, they were probably thinking twice because they saw the american flag pants they're thinking i don't want to get roundhouse kicked in the face by someone wearing <laughs> pants like that forget about it <laughs> they get to go the beautiful lola <laughs> <laughs> sorry so you can punch them and they explode it's like the way of the exploding fist yeah. oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I never. I don't think I used melee one time. E- even on the first level, I felt like I had plenty of ammo at all time. Um, especially, especially when you kill some of the early guys, you're just picking up handguns left and right, left and right. And uh, three or four levels down, I felt like I had an infinite amount of shotgun ammo, which was just my weapon of choice because that sound, the shotgun sounded so awesome. Like, like the music. Well, we'll get into that later, but it, it just kind of <laughs> that was the best part of any sound in the game at all, which is the shotgun blast, in my opinion. Yeah, and I just love the fact that you know. I'm a horrible aim anyway with these kind of games, so you know the shotgun was way to go. If you, if you were even remotely close to the guy, he's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't even have to be close. You can like snipe with that thing, like Counter Strike. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it can be like halfway across the map and just boom. Dead. That's a, and that's a funny thing because the manual talks about you know you don't want to use the shotgun at long range, but every time an enemy <laughs> would barely show up in my screen and I would shoot the shotgun, they would die. Yep. Yeah. So um, whatever. <laughs> But again, like the handgun would kill everybody in one shot as well. So I felt like they were, I, I didn't feel like a difference of power. Even when I got the pulse laser, everything was, to me, it just felt exactly the same. Mm. It's just a sh- shotgun just sounded cool, so I just kept getting that. <laughs> but, but, you know. But, and as far as the other power-ups go, I think there was night vision, which was kind of cool because um, the game itself, and I mentioned this in the video, very dark. Like, mm-hmm. and of course, you get a lot of textures just kind of popping in, wherever more you want to call it. Draw distance of an N sixty four game. Exactly. So <laughs> it was just it, it was really hard to. I, I and and I explained that in the video. My strategy: I'd go in a room and I kind of kind of creep a little bit, and as soon as everything started popping out, I'd start blasting on the B button. Because um, yeah, your B button's to shoot. I think A was the jump and strafe, and C was to switch your uh, uh, weapons as far as control goes. But yeah, you got night vision. You had uh, the bio scanner, which we talked about a little bit. Um, what else do we have? We had bulletproof vests. And I never got the fire suit. Did you guys find that? No, no. I never found the the various suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made me think of made me think of a uh, Metroid. But uh, no, I I loved using that. Uh, what was it? The uh, flamethrower, though. Oh yeah, favorite. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, it doesn't last that very. It doesn't last long though. Uh, I think you get like five seconds of using it and it's gone. <laughs> it runs out pretty quick. I mean, I couldn't use it fast enough when I was going up against those little face hugger dudes. <laughs> that had to be a rip off of Alien with a flamethrower. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this game does feel like it's kind of stitched together, like from different. Uh, like you were saying, Aliens, Terminator, that sort of thing. I, I kind of get that yeah. that vibe from it. How, did you guys like... I, I, I don't think we mentioned this, but how cool did you think that little intro was where the, the logo pops out and it's kind of like a strobe light effect yeah. coming oh, across? That's stuck in my head. I think presentation-wise, this game kind of nailed it. I uh, snelled it. But the only problem <laughs> is the only problem I had is the music. Like it's low key. That's it, right there. Yep, that was that was it, man. That's like ninety percent just... of the game. <laughs> and then the shotgun, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. All the soundtrack we needed back then. <laughs> and what was that sound like when you when you'd see a guy? They'd make some kind of like bark or something. I don't know what that was. It was like you just hear that weird noise and you know that someone saw was you. It? But I find Laban. No. <laughs> oh wait, that was Wolfenstein. Yeah, it was like. I don't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and the music to me, it was a letdown only because I'm playing a first-person shooter at the same time Doom came out, and I'm expecting the oh, the Doom music, which yeah. was just yeah. so good. It's like the so good. Metal, mm-hmm. it's full-on guitar solos yeah. and everything from Bobby Prince. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I was kind of disappointed by that too. Um, you know, there were definitely some um interesting gameplay mechanics i like that the map is on the screen at all times mm-hmm. and so you're kind of like you've got a, kind of a small view screen because this is a genesis so you know it's kind of limited in, in what it can do but uh it, it is really cool that you've got like this view screen on the bottom uh that kind of shows you like when enemies are about to pop up or if you get that bio scanner like mm-hmm. you can see everything yeah fantastic yeah, yeah I, I did i did like the the fact that you could see the map the whole time um, but it just seemed like just the actual – I don't know. The map seemed so big uh, compared – like there's – I don't know. It just seemed like there wasn't a lot of room for you to actually look around yourself because I think I, ne- I know at the top was like all your weapon choices and at the bottom you did have your map, which is probably the most useful thing there. But you also had like your um, – oh, gosh, like ID badge or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that doesn't – right. quarter screen. Exactly. You really didn't need. It was just – they were just trying to fill up space because their engine could only render – you know, a, a <laughs> yeah. third of the screen. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like how I think, um, you know, Jurassic like Commodore Park. 64. Yeah, there, there were some games, um, especially in the 8-bit era, where they could only use part of the screen to draw the graphics. And so the rest of the screen would be like these huge, like, uh, you know, heads-up display um, so, you know, it's just like, oh, well, we've got all this extra space that we're not using. Let's just fill it up with junk. <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park on the uh, Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. When you're oh, you mean like when you get to view? the first person? Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't really bother me that much because I had seen other systems I'd done it at the time. And you kind of get used to it. You know, it's 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 like it's pretty much like everything else was at the time. And once you get into the game. I kind of got used to it, so it it did take me a little while to figure out the radar because at first I didn't know what it was, and I didn't <laughs> I don't even know if I remembered it as a kid. I was just like, "What's all that bubbling and churning?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's um, interesting too is that 
this uh, this was the first, and this is what if you read the Technopop website who developed this, uh, this was the first first-person shooter on the Sega Genesis, and I think the only one that was actually released in North America uh, for the Genesis. So you had a game like um, over in Japan, they had Star Cruiser, which offered up like a first-person maze type area. Um, but it wasn't a first-person shooter. And then oh, over in Europe, they had a game called uh, Battle Frenzy, uh, otherwise known as Bloodshot. And it came out on their Mega Drive and on the, uh, the Sega CD. And what was interesting is that game was, uh, it was reviewed in North America, but for some reason it never came out over here. And uh, that one plays quite a bit like, uh, like Zero Tolerance as well. But the view screen in that game is, it's the whole screen almost. Um, it, but the thing that they sacrificed in that game is that you, it's almost like if you ever played like Faceball 2000, where you can't see your gun on the screen. And it's just like you wandering around a first person maze. And then when you shoot, it's like a ball of energy just shoots out of you. <laughs> I, I guess that's what I like about Zero Tolerance is that you actually have a gun. And you can kind of tell that they were, this game came out right around when Doom came out. So you can tell they were kind of modeling the, the gun movement. Like when you move around, it kind of sways a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, I, I'd say this game is kind of halfway in between Wolfenstein 3D and Doom in, in terms of, uh, you know, different ideas they had. I, I like the, like, one thing I do like about this game is that it's, Kind of non-linear. You've got these huge levels you can roam around in. Um, and then there's no, like, uh, break in between levels. You pretty much take your your elevator, right? And uh, you're on to the next level. And uh, th- that funny little elevator jingle plays, which is... Yeah, it's the... And what I found out is it's the girl from Ipanema. Which is that right? Is, uh, yeah, so look it up on YouTube sometime, guys. It's the girl from Ipanema. That's awesome. And it's, uh, it's an elevator music staple. <laughs> I noticed that it looks like the elevator... It, it almost looks like the elevator melts when it goes down. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I had a big problem with the elevator because if you stood there too long it would just like go to the next level and you're like what in the world just happened you'd have to back up and go back on it just to get to where you need to be oh uh, yeah like there's one part where you go down to I think it's like engineering level 2 yeah and you go over there and it's like you if you don't step off the elevator in time it's going to keep going to engineering 3 and and then when you step off on 2 there's nothing there it's like a wall yeah. Like you, you go in the back and there's no door or anything like this. Whoever designed this, you know what? You're fired from engineering. This is, <laughs> this is stupid. Now, I, I, I do have a question because I, I did clear every enemy off every stage I went to. Now, if you cleared all the enemies off level one, didn't on level two, but then you did on level three, does it give you a password? Or does it not? If, if you skip a level, does it, it just... It doesn't give you a password um, if you don't clear all the enemies off the level. Okay. Which begs the question... How far in the game can you advance if you don't clear out any of the enemies? Yeah. Does the game s- stop you at some point? That's what I was wondering. Can you try and speedrun this game by not killing anybody? Speedrun. <laughs> Might have to give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. The game Cal- is actually casualties. in my system right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to play it while we're talking, guys. Sorry, I'll be back. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just retile the game Intolerance. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was bad. Well, plenty of tolerance. Plenty of tolerance, yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyways, but um, 
Yeah, we, you know, we already hit on the the music and sound effects. I think we all agree that the shotgun was probably the coolest sound effect. On oh, the definitely. Game. Okay. Yeah, my yeah. shotgun is usually my favorite weapon in a first-person shooter game. Anyways, I did like the pistol sound effect too. It made me think of a revolver. I don't know why. Just like that pew sound. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was uh, weird, you never had to reload. That's true. You know yeah. what? I noticed that too. There was no reloading in this game. You could just keep. You'd run over these dead bodies and just keep on getting more and more ammo. Um, did we talk about the controls at all? I I've mentioned just what the buttons do. Oh yeah, A so A makes you jump and crouch and uh I didn't notice this until I got the game today. I didn't know you could strafe in this game. If you hold the A yeah. button down, you can strafe left and right. I I I mentioned it very briefly on the video. I kind of found it on accident. <laughs> That's the only reason why I knew cuz I watched Nick. <laughs> oh Sorry, buddy. I didn't finish the video. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but uh yeah, you know what's I I read in the manual, there's like a tips and tricks section, and it says, because as far as I can tell, jumping is mostly useless in this game because there's nowhere to jump to. Yeah. Uh, but they said if you use the jumping ability with the grenades, you can actually throw grenades over a wall. <laughs> now, I haven't tested this, but you could actually, if you had the bioscanner, you knew where some enemies were, you can actually throw your grenades over the wall if you do it just right. That's cool. Now, and, and when I jumped, I found myself like immediately going to the crouch, and then I couldn't figure out how to get up. It was really, really awkward. <laughs> so I, I just rarely used the A button at all because I, I kind of found the strafing kind of pointless because it... you need one of those medical alert bracelets. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got, I felt like when I strafed, it was really slow and and. If I was going to peek around a corner, I really didn't. I might use it just a little bit just to get myself positioned if I was sneaking around a corner. But, I mean, really, there's always a health pack around, so I kind of stopped worrying about that as the game went on. I just started I, guns What I liked was as the game goes on, you actually get more lit corridors because when you first start, everything's pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, there is some variety. Like, at first, it seems like, man, I'm in this huge level. Will this ever end? And eventually it does, and you, you get out of that section, um, and the game starts to look a little bit different. And, you know, what you have to do is just kind of see this game through the lens of uh, 1994, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. Sega Genesis. And for that time, it was it was still pretty impressive that the Sega Genesis was able to do this, you know, for 1987, 1988 hardware. So if you think of it in that context, it's still pretty impressive. Now, if you play it through the lens of a Sega Nomad, it's very, very hard to see where you're going. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I kept on getting shot, and I couldn't see where I was getting shot from. I was like, what is going on here? And I tried to adjust the contrast. It did not help at all. It was like, uh, I shoot the space aliens, and then I go pew, 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 and they don't die. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, I thought I was getting shot from the grassy knoll or something, because I had no idea where it was going to go. So, uh, Rob, I felt like you haven't talked much. What do you, you got to say about all this? Oh, no, no, no. I, hey, you guys have been snailing it. I'm just, I'm just enjoying it. I definitely agree with the uh, you know the music. I, I think that was probably my least favorite part. Just just the because uh, I I think of course I didn't beat the game, but I think I got about halfway through, um, and I heard about maybe two or three different songs, um, and that's it. And <laughs> yeah. and they're very they're kind of short songs, and they just keep looping over and over and over. So it's just like oh man, I gotta hear this. And it's ingrained in your brain too. I mean the even the the percussion stuff. I'm like I can hear it. Perfectly. Yeah. I yeah. think Rob that you could make uh, another rap track. With right. That song. <laughs> I may have to do that because it's just a simple beat. 
<laughs> well, and, and, and what's sad, oh, yeah. like, when I was <laughs> when I was listening to it, I, the musician in me was thinking, I think they just went off beat there. And I, I, I literally sat there and let it play, and I was doing like a tap metronome. It, they, they didn't miss a beat. I just It was kind of just badly arranged. <laughs> I was I like... In, if something tells me that whatever sound engine they were using, or whatever they were using to code this, that maybe it, it does get a little bit off or some something weird about that that engine they were using. I just I had to test it. I'm like, wait a minute, let's go. I was all I was all metronomy on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you what though, uh, just just the fact that it was on, you know, Sega Genesis hardware and stuff, uh, I remember when I first played um, Wolfenstein or uh, and I remember being blown away by the graphics for that and during that time period, I don't know when Wolfenstein came out, I guess was that 92 or was 92 it? Okay. Or so yeah okay i mean and and i think i played it for the first time in like 93 or 94 on my friend's pc and i was like this looks amazing and it's so funny <laughs> now but i mean this is close this sega genesis hardware here i mean it was pretty close to the pc graphics of wolfenstein i mean there's it was probably a little bit more polished on the pc but uh i don't know i mean i still think it's very very impressive for the time and it really Play it aged better than I thought it was going to age. You know, I guess what I'm trying to say is I would have been very impressed at the time, and, it, and it's still playable now. So. Yeah, it was it was uh, surprisingly more playable than I thought it would be. Uh, you know, I think what helps is the variety of weapons and characters you can pick from who kind of start out differently. And it's kind of like Ninja Turtles one in that when you lose someone, you just move on to the next one <laughs> until you run out of all of them, and then you're stuck with the worst character. Raphael. Which I think in Ninja Turtles yep. 1 was Raphael. Yeah, you're stuck with Raphael playing Zero Tolerance. <laughs> He's the hand-to-hand combat expert. Yeah, sure. I don't think I I was ever, ever able to hit anyone hand-to-hand. And I was just thinking about one of the things that I didn't like so much about the game, personally, was, you know, if you're in a doorway and you're you're going into a room where there's a bunch of enemies, for some reason, when you get shot, sometimes you le- you, like, leap forward which doesn't make any sense. But so like I'm in cover between two edges of a doorway and trying to shoot someone. And then you get shot once you get like pushed forward out into the middle of the room and then you just get surrounded. So uh, I didn't, I didn't never really understood that. Did you guys have that problem? Maybe someone was shooting you from behind. Um, I, I didn't see. Cause I, I, behind, I noticed but... the, like the knockback effect uh, when someone would shoot you. And uh-huh. sometimes you'd go flying in the air and then you'd go into a crouch position <laughs> and then you couldn't get up. I, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. did notice that. Yes, but I, I don't know if. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I think maybe I, if someone shot you from behind somehow, but that's all I can think. Yeah. yeah, I did get shot. I know. I remember getting like pushed backwards, but like I thought I had cleared the room behind me, and then all of a sudden I got like pushed into the room with all the enemies, and I got killed a couple times. Whatever, but, you're so uh, tough. You ran into the bullets, man. <laughs> you're like, is that all you got? Bullets, but. But uh, other than that, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, as far as, uh, you know, ac- accuracy and everything, I thought it was pretty good. It was, like you guys were saying, it's, it's playable. Uh, I think the biggest drawback is the, the speed, you know, the turning speed. Yeah. That makes it really challenging. When someone's, like, right next to you, it's kind of hard to turn fast enough to be able to shoot them. And then I think the AI may have been a little bit lacking. Yeah, it was kind of like I, a, a, it was a shooting range, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, and... I noticed, like, so, you know, you could see everybody on your radar, so I went into a room, went back out of the room, 
and I could see the other guy through the radar on the other side of the wall. As I walked along the wall, he followed me like a fish following a finger. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Even though he couldn't see me, he's like walking right along the wall with me. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, awesome. these enemies are pretty much dumb as a bag of bricks. Right, right. <laughs> and most of them you can shoot them in one shot and kill them. You know, but yeah, Which you, you can take a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... You could be the you know the, the small Asian lady, and you you know you just take a ton of bullets, and nothing phases you. It's great. Yep. Yeah. And there, there's something completely satisfying about walking into a room with about six or seven guys and just, just going nuts. I mean, it's just that was the best part of the game for me. It's just walking into a ton of enemies and thinking, oh, you're all going down now. I love going through a, like a corridor, and there's like five enemies down this narrow corridor you just shoot one and he like knocks back and he keeps shooting more behind him and, yeah. and it just feels like bowling with with a gun <laughs> and you gotta love the blood splatter that, uh... yes oh, yeah. all yeah. the walls and stuff oh yeah yeah and if, if, if anyone hasn't played this go check out the video uh, i posted because i shot a guy against the wall and blood was just all over the wall that was a pretty neat effect yeah that's yeah, yeah that's definitely yeah. something we, we hadn't talked about just how we, we did a little bit but how gory i mean you shoot a guy and his head just falls off the body and just, oh man oh I, I just got all like, his yeah. head fell off I, I, and then, I, uh, the flamethrower <laughs> is great too because they just turn into it's like crispy yeah yeah crispy pile of meat <laughs> I uh well the funny thing was when I went back and watched the video I think I said the word brutal like 17 times I was like oh that's brutal that's brutal oh brutal <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah um hey you guys ready to do some retrofitted achievements let's do it yeah let's do it The Channel 6 Stands Retro-Extended Achievements. Alright. Well, I got four this time. What do y'all got? What do y'all got? I've got four. <laughs> Rob's probably got like 20. No, no, I'm, I'm slacking this time. I only got eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what can I say, players? I've got four. Oh, Rob, you, you doubled every one of us. So. Well, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, he comes back and he's just got to... Steal the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's good at that. I uh, in, instead of going around like a round table, I'll, I'm just we'll just all start and do do all four, all four or eight at the same time. Um, but I'll go ahead and start. Um, my first one is I'll be back, and that's uh, exiting a level without securing it because you know you know, I'm gonna come back and kill everything. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, next one. This kind of goes back to a previous episode, just because I love Army of Darkness so much. But uh, this one's called This Is My Boomstick. And this is using only the shotgun to secure an area. My next one is I'm the Orkin Man. And that's uh, clearing a level. Oh, that was one of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, clearing oh. One, one of the levels with the face eater guys. And uh, my last one is a little spoof off Doctor Who, and it's Exterminate. And that's clearing a whole level with just a laser. Because you know the Daleks and Doctor Who got the laser. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. nice. There you go. There you go. There's my four retrofitted achievements. Who's next, Aaron? You got this? Sure, I got this. Um, <laughs> so my first one was uh, the girl from Ipanema, which is, you know, get to the elevator uh, in each level and, and hear that jingle. Yep. Let's see. My next one is uh, sitting on the dock of the bay, which is uh, because the levels conveniently named Docking Bay One and Two. So defeat all the enemies on level one and two. Well played. And then uh, go into the crock position. (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of stretching on here. Uh, So my next one is a shout out to one of my other favorite, one of my favorite first person shooters, which is uh, Rise of the Triad. I absolutely love that game. I recommend anyone pick it up and play it because uh, it was the first game, the 
had an amazing multiplayer and um, it's like somewhere it was supposed to be a sequel to Wolfenstein 3D um, but it ended up being its own game anyways what made it so cool is that uh, just like this game when you shot an enemy they would just explode into like pieces of flesh going everywhere yeah so uh, this achievement is uh, Ludicrous Gibbs <laughs> Uh, which is uh, blast an enemy up close and witness the carnage. <laughs> and then uh, my last one, my my favorite power up is a single word, uh, which is when you pick up the bio scanner. I just uh, I think of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and so this one is just whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so that's whenever you pick up the bio scanner, you're like, whoa! I can see everybody. Awesome. <laughs> so that. Those are my four achievements. Josh, you want to go first, Jose? Sure. Well, Nick stole one of mine with Orkin Man. But nice, <laughs> nice, well played. I, I like it. We, we think alike. Great <laughs> That's minds right. think alike. Yeah. Uh, my next one is, uh, you guys were talking about strafing. And I found that uh, you can actually strafe and then jump. So this one is called Counter-Terrorists Win. Because it reminds me of Counter-Strike. You can actually strafe and then hop out uh, be- from behind a corner and shoot while you're in the air and oh. kill someone. Nice. So the jumping yeah. actually does something else besides just leave you more prone <laughs> yeah. to an attack. Yeah, you have to. So you're holding A, you hold right, and then you have to let go of both buttons, and then I think it's forward and A, and you can jump. Wow. So yeah, uh, not easy to do, but uh, and then the the next one I had was uh, a true marksman, and that's sniping someone with a shotgun. Oh, nice. Uh, and then. My last one is uh, Last Woman Standing, and that's uh, clearing the first level with a uh, female character when being the only one alive, left alive. Right, right. Hey, nice, man. Uh, and mine were, it's the final countdown, and this is where Europe gets attacked. Get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> final countdown. There we go. <laughs> Uh, and then the, so, this is great. This is great. Let's do that for the rest of the, the podcast. <laughs> I know that melody just keeps going and going. Yeah, so. yeah. As I'm reading my achievements, I'm like, oh man, this is serious. <laughs> you ought to put in some some of that background music as you read yours. Oh, that'd be great. And then uh, and then the next one is uh, now the the main ca- the girl. Um, her name was Soba, right? Soba. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is sometimes you just got to keep Soba. Get it? All right, this is where you stick with a character, uh, Soba, throughout the entire game. you got to keep Soba. All right? That's funny. Especially when you're driving. Okay. Uh, next one is Flame On. Oh, no, wait, i got to say that. Flame On! And this is uh, using the flamethrower to ex- extinguish your enemies. And then the other one, you know, it says uh, you're fired. And this is uh, using the flamethrower to extinguish your enemies again. Only you have to say it the way Donald Trump does in The Apprentice. So there you go. You know what's Fine. funny? That was one of my achievements, and really? then I took it off my list. <laughs> That's awesome. But maybe you can change that to burn E. Sanders. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you get that? Oh, get I that? did. I see what you did there, sir. Oh, that's great. And I also would have accepted the uh, Vince McMahon version of your fire, you know, where he screams at the... fire. You're fired! Yeah, like where every vein in his body is popping out. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, And the next one is, must be one of them spider monkeys, I'll tell you what. And this is killing the little spider guys that crawl on the walls and ceilings. I can my shoot, man. I tell you what. Yeah, tell you what. Uh, if you got two tools in your hand, how do you expect to do drugs? <laughs> Sorry, That's, never mind. Uh, next one is Oscar Vista, and this is killing the robots that look like the T Model One Hundred Ones from the Terminator movies. Uh, next one's shot through the heart, and you're to blame. You give Rob a headache. It's kind of a slant rhyme, but there you go. 
Uh, this is finally shooting an enemy that sneaks behind you two or three times, making you dizzy trying to spin around and catch him. Uh, and then the last one I had is halfway there. And this is making it to the space station with barely any health left. And you're just living on a prayer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. Little you know, I, for you. I, uh, I had one more achievement that I forgot to mention. Ooh. And it's kind of based off of one of yours, Rob. And it was uh, 360 no scope. Oh, no way. That's <laughs> nice. Just turn around nice. and blast an enemy uh, before they have a chance to draw on you. Yeah, he's, he's clearly hacking. He's got mods. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, we definitely snailed those. So. Uh-huh. Hey, guys, let's just try to figure this out. Is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? All right. So uh, I looked up some of the critical reception on this. Uh, Moby Rank or Moby Games, awesome site for uh, all your information. Uh, the there was an overall critic score, lot, lots of reviews. This shocked me how many re- critic uh, reviews were on this game, but uh, it got a total of 74 out of 100. Uh, some of the, some of the notable, notable reviews, GamePro gave it a 4.5, 4.5 out of 5, and uh, EGM actually gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, it kind of shocked me. I thought those were a little higher than I thought they'd give them. But uh, as far as listener feedback goes, um, we, we posed a question on our group page, so if anyone would like to give some feedback, uh, go join our group page. Uh, we put a poll out there. You can rate it. If it's a gym, good or uh, garbage, and uh, just some of the and people comment on there, and I'm gonna read some of the uh, the comments I picked out here. Uh, Eric Purcell said, "I kind of like it. It's a bit repetitive, but was a very rare game type on the Genesis. Not not many first-person shooter style games back then." Uh, Adam Nelson says, "I think between the system co-op and canceled sequel, plus the game itself, should make for another fantastic episode. Game itself is only okay though. So thanks for that, Adam. <laughs> I'm glad they have that kind of faith, faith in us." Uh, uh, Matt Daly says, good. It hasn't aged all that well, but it's pretty fun. I'll bet the two-player mode is good times. It was very cool of Technopop to release the game to the public and give instructions on how to make a cable link, a link cable. Um, Stephen Miranda says, until Doom came to 32X, Zero Tolerance was the closest thing to Doom on the Genesis. And Paul Stevenson, um, some hoser, I don't know who he is, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul's a good guy, uh, says, was a rental as a kid, and going back and playing it, I'll keep it that way. <laughs> nice. um, and as far as the polls go, we had... Uh, 10 people say it was good, one person said it was a gem, and no votes for garbage. Huh. And, uh, Where's Kelso's as, vote? You know, Kelso had the best feedback he has ever given, ever. It was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's nothing. the worst. <laughs> he's so, the Toby uh, of the network. <laughs> so thank you, Michael Kelso, for giving the best feedback ever. I hope you can top it next time. Maybe just buy, <laughs> maybe just delete your Facebook account. That'll make it better. I'm kidding. Gosh, that was hard. <laughs> Wow. Man, you have zero tolerance for him. Oh, no, no. Yeah. He has hey. beyond zero tolerance. Oh. For him. Yeah. You have yeah. negative tolerance for Kelso. Oh, man, that's that's bad. If you guys would like to check my and Michael Kelso's other podcasts out, go to Metroidvania.com. <laughs> Metroidvania. Which will soon be canceled until he hears this episode. <laughs> we'll see how long it takes him to uh, to get that. But uh, Anyways, guys, this is final verdict. We got... The, the the polls are pretty lopsided here with, with the listeners, and we'll see what we think. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first as I'm talking. Um, I think this game was just good. Um, I'm definitely going to play it again. I Since it's free and we're allowed to play it in any system we want to, I have a save state going on my PSP, which to me is the best emulation system of all time. And uh, I'll definitely play this game again. It was fun for the time being, lots of killing, but it got really repetitive. That's kind of what took it away from being a gem to me, was just the repetitive nature of it and the boring music. I uh, love the shotgun sound blast. I uh, love the weapon upgrades, but uh, it just wasn't quite there to be a gem to me. So that's mm-hmm. why I rated it just good. 
And I guess I can go next. Uh, we didn't mention also that the, the female sound effects. Shotgun. Yeah. Pistol. <laughs> Handgun collected. There was actually a uh, an actress who they listed for that, and I couldn't find anything else she did. Yeah, so. It sounded like the same lady who did the sound effects. If you ever played, uh, yeah, Cybermorph. Yeah. Where did you learn to fly? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Was that or on? Or like um, Shadowrun. A... Oh, no, that was on um, it was Jaguar. Jaguar. Atari Jaguar, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a pack-in. Yep, yep. Oh, man. <laughs> but it, it was like Sinead O'Connor, basically. <laughs> uh, but back to this. Uh, well, yeah, so that, that voice actress kind of reminded me, like, if you, you remember, if you ever played um, Robotech on Genesis, that same sort of sound effect, or Shadowrun, when you get to the... Yeah. Uh, the Matrix, uh, same sort of thing. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Nick. Um, I, I'd say this game is just good. For the time, I, I think it was pretty impressive. Um, same th- same complaints for me, honestly. Um, I, I like that there's a ton of levels, but there's not as much variety as you would want. Um, mm-hmm. Even Wolfenstein 3D had a little bit more variety because you had a lot of hidden passageways. And um, what's interesting is if Beyond Zero Tolerance would have been made, uh, there's actually a alpha version of the game you can download on the Technopop website, uh, along with this game, which is um, actually under public domain now. Um, Beyond Zero Tolerance would have changed things up by having a map that you couldn't see everything. Like, you had to explore the level for it to show everything. So that would have been interesting. But as far as this game goes... um, it's just good. I, I like again. I like the the sound effects of the different guns, the visceral feeling of everything. But this definitely smacks of early first person shooter, where there's not much more to it than just kill everything in the level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'm not even sure if you can get through the levels without having to kill everything. At least in Doom, you could kind of avoid enemies if you wanted to, as long as you got the key cards. And got to the exit. Um, so, you know, I, I honestly, I would have rated the game a little bit lower until I found out there was actually a strafe function. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the first test for me. If I'm playing a first-person shooter and there's no way to strafe in the game, I I, I kind of lose it. Yeah. But, no, it's it's uh, it, it's a good game, I think. Um. We did have one more feedback. Uh, I posted asking people what they thought about the game on our Genesis Gems page. And uh, Todd Darnell wrote back, uh, I always remember seeing screenshots for this game in magazines of the day, but I never got to try it. It looked awesome. I can't wait to hear how it played. Uh, I'll have to give it a try now unless everyone says it's garbage. So that kind of <laughs> applies to our conversation anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I would agree with uh, with Aaron and Nick. Uh, I'd say it's good. There were a lot of other first-person shooters at the time. Like um, it kind of reminds me of Corridor Seven on the PC or uh, Blake Stone, which was another Blake one. Blake Stone. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, used the same engine as Wolfenstein. Yep. Uh, yeah. So um, you know, it was uh, it was good. It was you know I, some of those I'd prefer a little bit better, like you guys were saying, because there's a little bit more exploration. Uh, secret areas and things like this, and and in this game, it felt like there was a lot of just a uh, big empty rooms, which is cool for mowing people down. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, like you guys said, it, it gets a little bit repetitive after a while. So, um, but overall, it's it's not bad. I would say good um, because it's the only first-person shooter on the Genesis. Uh, it's definitely one you get you should pick up. You know, if you see it uh, at a decent price, to uh, if nothing else, at least to experience it and to hope hopefully someday. Uh, build that cable and play with a friend. 
because you'll okay, probably be one actually, of like no i was gonna say you can actually buy that cable also there's like a third party supplier if you look up zero tolerance uh network cable there's a website that actually sells that cable wow nice that's cool and that's awesome that it's co- uh co-op you know if it's co-op, I may actually uh, may actually play that, that someday. I think so. that would add an extra level of fun to this game because there there have been games I played before, like I think it was Battle Tanks on N sixty four, where the game wasn't quite that fun one player, but when you played it two player, man, it was a blast. Hmm. I think it's because you could kind of tag team the levels and like, okay, well you get this side of the level and I'll get this side, and then we'll kind of meet up and we'll just blast everybody to Kingdom Come. Um, I think it would have added an, an extra level of fun to the game. I totally agree with you guys. Um, uh, just to kind of echo what you guys said, I think it's a very, very... Uh, it's, it's a good game, and uh, I think it just needed a couple more things to kind of be uh, gem status for me. I think the biggest thing, though, was... Um, or one of the biggest things was the lack of bosses, like real bosses, uh, you know, to make you feel like you're really progressing in the game besides, you know, doing the same thing over and over. Uh, that and the music. I think the music was one of the things I think that really kind of got to me and just, I don't know, it's just kind of forgettable, forgettable music and kind of really repetitive and just not, um, you know, I think there's two or three tracks in the entire game, you know, so, um, you know, other than that, though, I, I enjoyed it. I would definitely go back and play this game again. I think it holds up relatively well, and I think it's a pretty solid game. Hey, Rob, I was going to mention real quick, I'm looking at the manual and it says, save plenty of weapons for the bosses. Some weapons are more effective than others. I I haven't seen a boss yet. Yeah, it's spider monkeys. I think they kind of combine together to form one large spider monkey. Uh, There's a bobo. A bobo's lurking. That's it. It is a bobo. And then a second a bobo comes out of the cave. Oh, man. And you have to fight two bobos at the same time. That's too scary for me. I'm turning this game off. A bobai, yeah. A bobai. (laughs) Oh, that was good. So, There's a uh, boss in this game somewhere. We just you probably have to play like 40 levels to get to it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we can lay the gavel down right here and say this is just good. Um, Aaron it's did. Good. It's good. Aaron, did we have a have a giveaway? Yeah, we actually have a giveaway. We're gonna try okay. and simplify it because it kind of got a little complicated. But basically, I posted up on our gems group and um, our. Uh, friend and listener John Moran. Big up John. Uh, Moran. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, John's awesome. Um, yeah. He actually runs his own, uh, I guess you would call it a trading post or like a uh, his own shop on Facebook. Yeah, he sold me he, a Hyperstone Heist. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he nice. also had like a Castlevania Bloodlines for sale. He's always getting good games in, and he has a pristine box copy of Zero Tolerance which he wants to actually give away to one of our listeners. The way that you can actually uh, enter to obtain this game is all you have to do is just uh, go like his page, first of all, which is, uh, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you'll get this. So his Facebook page is the Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey Game Emporium. <laughs> so look that up on Facebook, just or just look on our page if you... Um, Look Look at one of my Zero Tolerance posts. You can find a uh, link to that page. Can you say the it one more time, Aaron? Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey <laughs> Game Emporium, which oh. is a reference to a, uh, oh, Josh. a Doctor Who episode. I had to it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to type it in, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get a Wibbly 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 Wibbly. <laughs> are, are, you, are you going to ask him to say it again, Josh? <laughs> one, one more time. Third time's a charm. 
Yes, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Oh man! Game oh, played, sir. Wow. I think S- when you say it. something three times, it it uh, gets in people's heads. So, <laughs> the, the second step, all you have to do is private message or email us. Uh, what's the Genesis Gems email again? Genesis Gems Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. So just message <laughs> us somehow with the secret code word, which is Sonic, and that's all you have to do, and then you will be entered in. And we'll do a random drawing for this game. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's the contest. Pretty easy. Just uh, go like his page and then send us a message. Yeah. And th- Nick, can you say the email again? GenesisGymsPodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> calm, calm. Right, right. And I'm telling you what, Nick, you know, one day he's going to get to mention. That's, like, all he's going to remember. He's going to be saying, like, the Genesis Gem links. <laughs> I, I, I have it down pretty good. But now that we're throwing the website in there, it's kind of throwing me off. Just oh, I, I thought you snailed it today, man. Oh, thank you, thank you. But uh, yeah, big thanks to John. That, that's awesome, uh, Jester mm-hmm. man. Uh, really appreciate that. Really do. I think it's cool that uh, yeah, he's part of our group and you know, giving us some good deals on games and stuff. But uh, thanks so much for offering to do a giveaway. Yeah, appreciate definitely. That. Thank you. And we're a little out of order. I'll probably go back and edit this. But uh, now it's time to ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay, and he will answer them if he wants. So you have a you have a question picked out, don't you, Aaron? That was yes, a good, I do. It was a good one. So uh, this just got you posted it up on the group again today, and uh, the first one was uh, Eric Purcell, my good friend Eric, who uh, he's part of our network. He's just an all around good guy. He listens yeah. to all of our podcasts, which is awesome. He's a huge cheerleader for the Retro Junkies Absolutely. Network. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually went and I got to visit him and his family uh, over in Iowa, and he had a Retro Game Day, which is fantastic. Awesome. Um, so his question was, tacos or burritos? <laughs> and uh, I, I think my response to Eric was, um, you know, whichever takes longer to give you blast processing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was great. But you know, I I'm in South Texas, and I have to say, like, I'm I'm kind of trying to like watch my weight a little bit. So I I have to go with tacos just because usually burritos just have way too much tortilla. Oh yeah, and, and the then, beans. Oh the yeah, beans. Yeah, always man. the beans. It's way too much. It could just blow up right up the and back. If, <laughs> and if you yeah, oh. if you get in, like in a, more ways than one up the back. <laughs> But even crazier than like Taco Bell, there's some of these uh, Mexican joints down here where you get a burrito and this thing is the size of the plate. It's like five pounds. Yeah, it's f- it's five pounds of burrito. Do you guys have Chipo- oh. you guys have Chipotle we out have west? Chipotle. Oh, we have uh, Freebirds. We've got um, we got a few different places that, that do the the huge burritos. I stick with tacos only because I don't want to go into diabetic shock. So. <laughs> Every time I have a Chipotle burrito, man, it's like giving birth, you know. So good. <laughs> I, I was like, I've got a food baby. Oh, I'm going to Manuel. They're like, what do you want on this? I'm like, uh, everything. Yeah. Why, why, is that, why is that even a question? Yeah, yeah. can I get a set of Pepto-Bismol? And, yeah. uh... Can I get back? a free trip to the ER? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so seriously, guys, serious question after this was Mark Super. And then Philip Vaughn, also another friend of the network, 
So Philip's first, uh, Philip's question was, what was the first game set up for the six-button controller? And if memory serves me correctly, it was Street Fighter II Championship Edition. Because if you remember, uh, Street Fighter II on the Super Nintendo, uh, you know, you, you had the six buttons, so you could use all the, you know, the weak, strong, and fierce attacks. On the Sega Genesis, if you were playing Street Fighter Championship Edition with a three-button controller, you had to press the start button to switch between punches and kicks. And as you guys know, that didn't cut it. So... Uh, right around that time, that's when Sega started putting out the, the six-button controller. The interesting thing is that over in Japan, the buttons are actually smaller on their six-button controller versus ours. And I don't know if that's like a perceived difference in hand size hmm. or what. But if you notice, like if you get a six-button controller over here, the buttons are actually bigger. Now, the one other question was, what the heck was that mode button for on the Sega Genesis controller? <laughs> well... I, I think about it, and the easiest explanation is, well, someone might think, well, it would be like the select button on the Super Nintendo, which it kind of was used for in certain games. If I remember right, like Doom, I think it pulled up your map or something like that. Uh, so some games did use it like that. But what it was really meant for is if you held the button down when you fired up the Sega Genesis... It would actually return your six-button controller into three-button mode, oh, and there were there were certain games like Miss um, Pac-Man. I used to have Miss Pac-Man, and I'd try to play it on my Nomad, and the game wouldn't work worth crap. But if you held that mode button down, it actually reverted the controller into uh, three-button mode. And there were certain games, um, and I think Gold Max Two, Gold yeah, Max Two won't two. play. Yeah, it won't play. And then there's. Um, there's one game where even with that, um, it won't work, and that's Forgotten Worlds. You have to have a three-button controller. Um, and so if you want to know more about the mode button and about the six-button controller, I recommend checking out SegaRetro.org, and then uh, I will make sure we have a link in the show notes, and you can read about the technical information about how the actual mode button functionality works. Yes, yeah, it's, it's funny you guys mentioned that, too, because I remember getting uh, Street Fighter 2, uh, was it Champion Edition? Uh, yeah. That, yeah, I don't know if it came with the controller or if maybe when my dad bought it, uh, you know, the I guy recommended it. I a version packed in with it, you know, but, yeah, because I, what I was reading here, in most regions, the six-button controller is released with Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Okay, yeah, because I remember getting them both at the same time, and I, and I remember the mode button. I took it over to my friend's house because I love Street Fighter 2, and I took it over there. And I had my new controller, and I kept telling him, I was like, yeah, when you hit mode button, that, like, makes you so much stronger. <laughs> so I was kind of, like, bluffing him every time I fought That's him. what it does. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever placebo you need to win. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah, I, well, I you worked. know, Rob's not that good at uh, oh, Street Fighter. Oh, here we he go. To, here we he had go. to bring his, his controller. When we were playing NHL 94, he, he had all these gangster controllers <laughs> over there. My thumb was getting all sore. He oh, didn't you, have the OEM ones. Just, you get yeah, yeah he did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rob's like, oh, I got to win. I came prepared. Yeah, yeah, I came prepared. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, all right, guys. I think that was uh, that wraps it up for the Ask Aaron segment. Uh, feel free to ask me more of your questions, and I will do my best to answer them in a uh, hilarious or serious way. Yeah, and if if you guys don't want to wait for the next post, just send us an email at genesisgemspodcast.com, and we will uh, forward that on to Aaron because I, I almost forgot about it until today, so I'm glad I remembered. 
I was scrolling through my pictures on my phone. I thought, why do I have a picture of Aaron on my phone? Oh, ask Aaron. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he's funny. a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, guys, our next game. Um, Rob, I believe you picked one. Are we still on for that pick? <gasps> oh, is that, is that? Yeah, well, you mentioned one to me because I said when you, I said if you come back, it'll be your pick next. As no, you missed one. the ponytail episode already. Oh, yeah. you take off. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was supposed to be a random pick. I still question. That was actually, random. He was on that episode. We just accidentally deleted all of his uh, yeah, talking points. That's true. Because he was like, "I love this game so much." Oh, I no, get out of here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> best Genesis game ever. Yeah. I saw he bedazzled. Oh, get it. I didn't bedazzle. No, <laughs> totally did. He actually oh, yeah. just wrote a song about the game. Yeah. <laughs> Check out his YouTube. You find it there. Yep, yep, yep. yep. But um, I, I believe this will be a sequel to some cat noises. If that's what, if that's the oh, game you want to play. Oh yes! Oh please, yes. Oh, okay. I know what game we're talking about. <laughs> but anyways, well, we we will drop that music. If anybody have, has listened to some of our old episodes, you probably got that reference. If not, go back and listen to all of our episodes because they're all golden. But uh, we will. Yeah, we will drop that music. Hopefully, there's no cat screeching sound in this one. No, I'm about get to drop now, and see if you guys can guess this next one. Um, so if anyone wants to catch up with us, I'm not going to go through the whole uh, list here. Check out GenesisGemsPodcast.com. Um, all of our links are there. It'll take you right to the Facebook group. Um, there's a Facebook whole window dedicated in that site. Uh, check out our store. I would love to sell some more T-shirts. And I'm going to let you all know if you buy a T-shirt, it's only a couple dollars that we are going to see from that T-shirt. And I promise that will go right back into the podcast. I'm not asking for your money, so mm. don't get me wrong. I, I just am. think it would be it, – yeah, Rob is. He'll, he'll take all the money. But um, if you – if you guys want to do that, we 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 have that. They're, they're really nice T-shirts. I actually ordered one before I, you know, made it an official T-shirt because I didn't want anyone to get ripped off. So I have one. George Vosper has one. That's really it. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say George Vosper is an honorary gem. Is that can we say that? Is He's it a gemster? <laughs> gemster. He's a gemster. <laughs> He's Dang, a... it feels good to be a gemster. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I really know? Yeah, I'm busting up some Super Nintendos. But, uh, yeah, go check that out. Just go to GenesisGemsPodcast.com. Click on the store button. There's a big picture of me pointing at the shirt. Click that awesome picture of this handsome guy, and it'll take you right to the store, and you can buy it. I think uh, with shipping, um, yeah, I, I ordered like a like an XL, I, th- I think with – or a, a yeah, an XL. I think it's right around like 19 to 20 some dollars depending on your size. So, uh, And that's with shipping. So it's not too bad uh, to support the podcast and to get us a pretty sweet shirt. So yeah. check it out. But um, anyways, guys, zero tolerance. We said it's just good. Um, since uh, Josh hasn't been on the show for a while, Josh, would you like to kind of promote? Uh, I know you're on another podcast with another loser. I mean, yeah, we, won't, <laughs> we won't talk about him here. But well, you... when he actually shows up to record, I am. Oh, Ooh. see. Yeah. I'm a Burn. prima donna. I'm a prima donna. Burn. He just got burnied Sanders. Uh. That was bad. Don't, cut, cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> you like fired. You fired. You fired. Uh, yeah, but yes, I am on another podcast uh, with my uh, 
partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, uh, Rob Luther. It's Turtle Flicks Podcast. We cover the toys, the comics, the cartoons, the movies, everything Ninja Turtles we cover. Uh, we've had a couple cool interviews on there with uh, Kevin Eastman, Townsend Coleman, and uh, a few of the other voice actors, including Krang, who was Rob. Pat Frilly. <laughs> Pat Frilly. No, it wasn't Rob. It was Pat Frilly. Yeah. Rob. <laughs> I can't do it. That's, that's an awesome voice. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys like Ninja Turtles, uh, check out uh, TurtleFlakesPodcast.com. That's TurtleFlakesPodcast.com. <laughs> and and if if I might add uh, for for Turtle Flakes, actually Josh and I are changing up the the format a little bit just to make our our lives a little bit easier and get more content out there more often. Uh, we're, I know <laughs> if yeah. Rob actually shows up. Oh, I will get out of here. Ouch, ouch borderline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what we're gonna do is we're still covering every era of Ninja Turtles. Um, but what we're doing is we're dedicating a whole month to each era. So say this month we're in the 2, 2K, uh, 2K era. So we'll start off like one week we're going to cover one of the uh, – of course, we'll still have our turtle pickups. We'll still have our Ninja Turtle news. But then we'll also have, you know, say a toy review from that era. And then next week it will be a comic review from that era. And then the following week will be, um, say, a cartoon episode from that era. So that's kind of the way we're going to do it. They're going to be shorter episodes, but they're going to be weekly. So – all part of the plan to get more content out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, and Aaron, I've I listened to the most recent episode of Retro Obscura. Really awesome. Very uh, good show. Very good. Show. I, I haven't really had my had a lot of chance to really express my bromance for Aaron. Uh, <laughs> they, just want to say thanks so much, Aaron, for for jumping on board with the gems. You know, you you really uh, helped carry a few of those shows that you and I were on. So <laughs> big thank you. Aaron. I've become uh, you know real good friends through this. So just uh, go check out his stuff uh, if you want to shout out that. Yeah, so just uh, Uh I I literally took a whole night recently and just stayed up all night and put all of our old episodes up on the website. So everything is up there and on iTunes now. We kind of switched over from um, another podcasting service, but everything is good to go now. Um, so if you want to check out our backlog of our shows, um, you know, it's just... It's uh, obscure retro gaming content, and, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's just like this show, um, except we kind of take a focus on, on everything retro. So go check it out. Yeah. And I think, uh, Rob, you didn't really talk about uh, winging it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, th- thank you for bringing that up. Uh, well, yeah, it's uh, basically Lan and I, we, we just we, we did the Super Show a long time ago, and, uh, you know, it, it was just one of those things. Uh, we switched um, hosting sites and stuff, lost a lot of listeners, and uh, Lan and I just got really busy, and we just couldn't do the Super Show as often as we wanted to, but we still had the feed. So we were like, you know, Lan and I, we just missed, you know, Shooting the breeze and stuff, and we decided, well, why don't we just do a kind of a laid-back show where we just discuss a variety of retro topics, just things from our childhood. So, uh, <laughs> and we always did it over, you know, a big bowl of wings at this one place. Uh, you know, we'd always talk about retro stuff anyway. So we just decided to call the show "Winging It" because you know, it works on so many levels. That's what we do anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's still on the Retro Junkies feed. Um, so if you go type up the Retro Junkie Super Show on iTunes, you'll find it, and you'll find a weekly show where Landon and I uh, we just discuss random stuff that we grew up with uh last episode we talked about happy meals you know kids meals one episode before that was pogs and then we talked about roddy piper and landon also puts up some really awesome gaming videos that he, that yeah, he does absolutely yeah so it, it's really nice to kind of 
Um, now that summer's kind of calmed down a little bit and I can focus on some fun stuff again, it's been really nice to get back into the you know the podcasting and stuff. So yeah. um, we'd be honored for you to check us out. Yeah, Atlanta's been putting like Super Famicom stuff out there too. So like I, he and I, oh, yeah, Fire he, Pro. Yeah, he and I literally chatted one day on on Instant Messenger almost two hours. Nothing about it was all about Fire Pro Wrestling and all the games we played. And then he Love puts out, that game. oh, so good. And he puts out that video, and I just thought, oh, that's perfect. So <laughs> Landon actually inspired me to start doing the uh, gym sneak peek. So big, big shout out to Landon. Um, and another project I'm on, uh, Michael Kelso and I from Two Dudes do a uh, monthly. Well, we try to keep it monthly. Uh, show dedicated to nothing but uh, Metroidvania type games. So uh, our next show is going to be focused around the classic uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Can't wait to do that one. Uh, we've we've done Super Metroid, and then we, we did a lot of kind of indie type games, uh, Steamroll Dig, Cave Story, stuff like that. But uh, go check it out. It's Metroidvania Mayhem. Uh, just Google that. And Michael's like the master of uh, marketing. So if you type <laughs> that in, there's like a billion things out there. That dude knows how to promote a podcast. So go check that out. Yeah. So yeah, that wraps up episode 32. I uh, want to thank everyone for showing up. Uh, Rob, Josh, it was great to have you guys. You know, you, you Josh, you're welcome back anytime if you want to just you, you and Rob, you know, you can come. Thank you. Oh, you I, thought, I thought you were just excluding me. That was. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, something uh, we need to think about, you know, episode 50 in the next year or so. It'd be fun to get like everyone who's ever been on this show back. Oh, that'd be one fun. big round table. Get Derek back and Landon. And yeah. But anyways, uh, don't want to prolong this too long. We had a pretty good show here. I, I was, I'm, I'm yeah. happy how, how it went. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, you guys check us out GenesisGenesPodcast.com, uh, and check us out on Facebook. Interact with us there, and we will catch you all later. Later, guys. Catch you later. Later. later.